0: Van Wallach, class of 1980, a veteran journalist and author, visited Paw's Oral History Project at Reunions last May. For Wallach, coming to Princeton exposed him to a range of new experiences, including some that would help define his path after graduation.
1: My background is I, I grew up in a small town in South Texas. Uh, Mission, Texas, which at the time I was growing up there, The sixties and seventies had a population of 11,000. My parents were divorced um, and my father uh, moved from Texas to eventually New York City. Um, When I was in high school I came to visit him and he had very high aspirations for me and he uh, encouraged me to interview at Ivy League schools so I interviewed at Princeton, Yale and Columbia in the summer of 1975 and Princeton was my first choice. Uh, September 1976, I flew out of uh, Miller International Airport in McAllen, Texas, and into Newark, and there I was. I didn't really know what to expect because I came from an environment where everybody in my family went to school in Texas. My father uh, wanted me to come to Princeton and become polished, and he had a very 19 20s, 30s vision of Princeton. In fact, he said, Van, if you don't know opera, they're gonna eat you up at Princeton. And what I found out was not knowing about Bruce Springsteen was a bigger social impediment. What was interesting for me is I came here even before outdoor action. I came a day or two early, stayed at the Nassau Inn, and explored campus on my own, and there was a meeting of the Association of Humanistic Psychologists going on. So that was organized by the psychologist Carl Rogers, very famous humanistic psychologist. So I believe Timothy Leary was a speaker then. Um, in my first weeks at Princeton, besides Timothy Leary, I went to a, Lear, uh, a lecture by Isaac Asimov talking about space exploration. Um, I went to a presentation at the Woodrow Wilson School on, I believe the topic was, Alexander Solzhenitsyn is a historian of the Russian Revolution. Even at that young age, I was very interested in Russian affairs, and I knew a little bit about the key players in Russian-US relations. And who was there in the audience, but George Kennan, class of, I believe, 25. And I knew who he was, and this is just astounding to me, that you can go in here and, just as a matter of course, encounter truly historic individuals, like legends. Uh, it's It was truly amazing and this really set the tone for what Princeton could be. And I tried out for The Prince, I got on it, and the first cover story, lead story I ever had in The Prince in February 1977 was by a lecturer by Simon Wiesenthal, who was uh, a Holocaust survivor who um, was very active, very relentless in hunting down Nazi criminals. And like, again, I knew who he was and there he was. I'm writing a story about his speech and it's the lead story in The Prince. It was an amazing moment. Um, I was also exploring my religious identity. While both of my parents were Jewish, I grew up because of various family issues as a Southern Baptist in high school. i tell people I switched back to the Jewish team but I literally had had no Jewish friends until I came to Princeton. So I went to Hillel, I signed up for some classes. I found it hard to integrate with the Jewish community at Princeton, given my background. I Maybe because of things my father said to me, I always felt like, oh, you know, they know a lot more than I do. You know, they had went to Hebrew school, all kinds of great experiences. Well. But like nobody invited me to go home for Passover, like nothing, I was really isolated. But then when I was a senior, I had two classmates who invited me to their homes for Seders. And this was um, Mark Safran, who lived in Mill Basin, Brooklyn, and then Steve Lieberman, who lived in uh, Riverdale, the Bronx. And these were the very first Seders I ever attended. And I can put my finger on the exact experience, and I'm just, so moved by the idea that they, they reached out to me. I truly give them credit for having a profound impact on my life by giving me my start in Jewish observance that nobody else had done.
0: After four years writing and editing for The Prince, Wallach, an economics major, landed a job at Forbes and headed to New York City.
1: Um, I talked myself into the job and I got to Forbes and it was just an awful experience for me. Um, It was just a total mismatch of the kind of really um, hard-nosed, take-no-prisoners journalism they do and the very kind of like soft journalism that I excel at, you know, let's, let's do a feature story about you. That's not what Forbes is about. I went from Forbes to a kind of schlocky trade magazine called Quick Frozen Foods, where I was actually making more money than I was at Forbes. And then that magazine's publishing company, Harcourt Bridge pulled out of New York to go to Cleveland, and I decided to stay here. So the, the career trajectory was Princeton to Forbes to Quick Frozen Foods to an unemployment line in Brooklyn, all in less than three years, which um, was pretty astounding, given that you go to Princeton and you think, okay, you know, Princeton Law School, MBA—you know, onward and upward—and I had an education very quickly. That Princeton can kind of launch you, but it can't sustain you. It's what you do with with that education. But uh, I survived. You know, I, I'm doing—I'm still doing what I love doing, writing. I've studied Judaism and Russian and all the other things that. I wanted to study as an undergrad, and I kind of did, and um, I'm happy with what I do, and I can sleep at night.
0: Our thanks to Van Wallach for sharing his story with Paul. If you have a Princeton story to share, email us at paul at princeton.edu. That's P-A-W at princeton.edu. Brett Tomlinson produced this podcast. The music is licensed from First Comm Music.